Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Julie Harris, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here, and we have a fun topic today. We're talking about the real estate agent's 10 most powerful motivation and mindset secrets. So we better be super duper motivational since we're talking about motivation. (laughs) No pressure. But what do the most successful agents know that everyone else might be struggling with? So those of you who like to take notes, the notes are there if you scroll down. But circle the ones that you want to work on. Maybe, you know, highlight the ones you're really great at already that you want to keep being great at. And we have, let's see, we have 10 points today. And remember, the notes for today's podcast are below. So a lot of you are listening to us while you're exercising and doing your life things. So uh, yeah, don't worry about it. If you miss a point, you can scroll down and you can cut and paste from iTunes, Spotify, or just hop on over to timandjulieharris.com. We have long form notes there. Just that's worth noting. If you want all of our notes, they're all they're over on timandjulieharris.com. Sometimes, uh, for example, iTunes will only allow us to put maybe five or six points. So do go grab the notes from over there. And while you're looking at the notes, remember there's a link so you can join Premier Coaching. And Premier Coaching is most likely, we have heard, the nation's number one uh, selling coaching uh, program. Since uh, basically a year ago, we've sold well over 2,000 of you have joined Premier Coaching. So please do not delay in joining Premier Coaching. The link is below. And the best part is... Well, I think the best part of many of your minds is going to be you can join Premier Coaching right now for free. If you love this podcast, and we know you do because this is the nation's number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals, you won't believe the value you get when you join Premier Coaching. So the link is in the show description below. Scroll down link. I'm sorry. Scroll down and click. And or if you would prefer, you can just go to premiercoaching.com. All right. So powerful mindset secrets. Number one, the strongest agents are constantly analyzing their return on investment regarding how they're spending both their time and their money. This includes money spent on their business as well as their personal lives. If they're not getting more than they're spending in return, the expenditure just isn't worth it. Breaking even doesn't count. Some of you guys say, well, I broke even on that. Doesn't count because of the time lost and the effort expended to get those results if you got results. Results mean trackable, profitable, closed business. I'm not talking about leads or impressions or downloads or any of that. Results are trackable, profitable, and closed, not just anything else. Now on the surface, that might not seem like a mindset point, but this is why it is. Because if you're struggling with your mindset, your motivation, and really your sense of optimism, it might just be because you're focusing on the wrong thing. So Mm -hmm. how do you know what to focus on? Use Julie's first point. Go to whatever is going to put you in a do only, rather I should say, the things that are going to put you in a position to help the most people in the least amount of time. And how you quantify that with the income you earn. So if you're considering doing something and it's not going to get you paid in 90 days or less, you probably should not be doing it, especially in this market. That's right. I mean, that's the way. So if you find yourself feeling like you're burning the candle at both ends, it's probably because the things that you're doing are not working or not working fast enough. Point number two. That's right. Waiting is exhausting. All right. Yep. Number two, they are actively and aggressively isolating themselves from the media, both online and off. They're making their world smaller regarding who is influencing them. 
Following a media-free morning or a media-free life is a good start. Eliminating negative feeds from social media is another great strategy to, quote, build a moat around your mindset. We have, uh, see, one TV in our home in Puerto Rico, and the only thing that we watch on it are movies on family movie night. There are no TVs anywhere else. None. Nope. No, nobody pays attention to the news. We don't watch it because the I don't new- even know how to turn it on. The TV? I, I'm pretty sure I don't know where the remotes are. It's that white yeah. one. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to mess with that. Well, but yeah, you don't want, I mean, <laughs> no, ever. ever. I, yeah, so the moral of the story is there's nothing good that comes from really any form of media other than this podcast, listeners. Well, <laughs> and podcasts are great. You and I do listen yeah, to do. podcasts because you can curate what's going into your brain. You can choose, you can try it out. You know, I delete podcasts all the time that I tried. It wasn't my cup of tea. I try new things. And then we have our go-to regular ones too. So lot, that's okay. A lot of podcast hosts start out on target with good content yeah. and then they start meandering into politics and things like yeah. that. And then they get deleted. And then they get deleted because <laughs> really at the end of the day, politics anymore is absolutely a hole that many people will never ever be able to crawl out of. So our suggestion to all of you is give yourself a huge break and permission to completely and totally turn all that stuff off. Now, if anything that significant happens. Someone is going to tell you about it. You'll hear about it. You're not actually going to avoid anything, but you got to just pay attention to how you feel when you're around a people that are high consumers of news in general, but media, you know, how do they act? How do they, they're, they're very on edge. They're nervous. They're not calm. They're not focused. They're not, they're worried that the sky is falling and maybe their skies are falling. How do you feel after you've listened to the, the latest news about this or that and the other thing? You don't feel good and optimistic. You feel mad and frustrated because you've been manipulated. So allow yourself the permission to unplug from all that garbage and go media free. Media free, as it implies, means no media. None. Yeah. Except maybe a few podcasts. Okay. Yes. So point number three, the most powerful agents are constantly monitoring their own internal dialogue. Has negative thinking entered their mindset? They are self-aware of the unintended consequences of allowing one negative thought to manifest. I, I wanted to say maybe you're part of the bad media, but I thought that was too harsh. Well, but let's talk about that because that's something that the woo-woo hucksters, frankly, love to basically, you know, you got to figure out where the original negative thought came from. That is so stupid. So here's the thing. (laughs) Let's ruminate on that. Exactly. And then because all you're going to do is be manifesting more negative thoughts. Why did I think that thought? Why did I think that thought? Why did I think that thought? So here's really the way to cut through all of it. Monitor how you're actually feeling. And then ask yourself if you like the way you're feeling. And if you don't like the way you're feeling, the way to sort of trick yourself out of feeling negative is put yourself in a place and of appreciation. So if you find yourself feeling frustrated, mad, it might be because you are dehydrated. It might be because you need some sleep. It might be because you're hungry. It might be because something like that that is controllable. But it, let's just say, for example, you should practice this right now, dear listener. If you want to practice, if you want to, uh, you know, essentially make it so your mindset is always in your control. When you find yourself feeling, monitor how you feel: happy, sad, angry, frustrated. If you don't like your emotional state, the way to unplug from the negativity that maybe has figured out a way to enter into your heart is to. Find, uh, say what you're appreciative of. Find five things or three things or one thing that you're appreciative of. 
and just feel the feelings of appreciation for whatever that is, because those negative thoughts and feelings cannot coexist in your mind while you're being in a state of appreciation. I don't know why it works that way. I know a lot of, you know, I don't even care to know. It doesn't matter. It works. But it does work. It does work. It's an attitude of gratitude. And it's not science, guys. None of this is science, right? So a lot of people say, well, it's science. It's proven. It's not. It's just practice. Julie and I learned all this you know, from not being spring chickens, number one, but two, from having done hundreds of thousands of private coaching calls Mm -hmm. and really helping people work through a lot of those little silly things. And if you're in a family or a work environment where everyone's always negative and that's kind of a constant way, that's a normal state of things. When you have been, when you have unplugged from media, when you now are somebody that is proactively trying to control your mindset and you're around those negative people, you will, you won't believe uh, like you'll feel sorry for him. That's the only way of expressing it. You know, it's funny and interesting, maybe not funny, <laughs> funny because it, it's so predictable. Sometimes on a coaching call, when, you know, one of the first questions a coach is going to ask you is what is the best thing that happened to you, your business, your family, since we last spoke to make you more money. And some agents will go into this long, blah, 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 this, uh, this horrible thing happened. And I lost the inspection. The buyers are so mean to me. And this they other person so goes desperately to, me, to be negative. Blah, blah, blah. This is horrible. The world is crashing. Everything is bad. And the coach will go, did you hear my question? What was the best thing that happened? Well, but I, oh, okay. Well, I also took a listing. Right. Like, why are you not focused on that? Well, what, you, <laughs> what you'll see is their emotional state changes. And most of our calls that Julie yeah. and I have done were over the phone. And here's the thing that's interesting. I think doing a video or a Zoom uh, coaching call is not as effective as using a phone. Why? Because your ears are, um, what's the word? So your do- eyes dominate your ears, right? So if you're listening and you're looking, your ears are going to take a secondary, or they're going to be in the backseat to your visual, your, your ability yeah. to see things. So what here's also fascinating is if you close your eyes when you're listening to this podcast, or here's a fun one, close your eyes when you're listening to MS or when you're like, turn on MSNBC or turn on Fox News, and then close your eyes and just listen to what they're saying. And you'll be shocked how absolutely asinine 99% of the crap that they're saying. And here's another thing that you also should be aware of. A lot of YouTube videos nowadays, if you don't watch the flashbang that's going on constantly, it's supposed to be distracting you, and you just listen to it, and you're listening for something that's of value from that YouTube video, good luck finding it because you're being manipulated. That's why. So what Julie and I have done is we've learned from, again, doing hundreds of thousands of private coaching calls to use our ears. Now, here's something I actually discovered fairly recently. I mentioned this on a podcast two weeks ago. When you're just using your ears and you're listening, you actually pick up more nuanced, uh, more, how do I say this? There's more, your brain is picking up more non-communicative or Mm non-verbal things from uh, listening that if you were watching and talking, you wouldn't have, your brain wouldn't have picked up on those same little nuanced differences in their voices. Hundred percent. And Julie knows what I'm talking about. Yep. So, so when I'm talking to somebody on a coaching call, um, I'm going to hear things that will tell me that they're hiding something. They're not wanting to tell me something. Yep. Something's going on. Something else is happening. You can tell in the first probably I don't know sixty seconds or less for sure. Well, at least with coaching clients we've talked to for several calls, you can totally it's it is almost a sixth sense. And they always laugh too because they'll like you know they You're weren't on pla- to me. they weren't <laughs> exactly they weren't planning on telling you whatever it was that you just sensed. Yeah. But that comes from experience. You can't really teach that to be honest. But you should practice it by closing your eyes when you're, you know, watching something and just listen, use your ears and just, you got to stay with your eyes closed for a little while. And then what you're going to start, you're going to start actually sensing your brain hearing more or uh, they're communicating more, you're sensing more, learning more. 
you're operating at a higher level when your eyes are closed. It's shocking, but it's true. Uh, and, it is and, an interesting thing. I, you know, I relate that to like, that's why, you know, when you listen to a great piece of music, it's not all notes that you have silence, you have louder parts and you have quieter parts. That's what makes it beautiful. That's what makes it great is because you're hearing all those little nuances. So anyway, I'm not sure how we got on that tangent. I don't know, that's but it was a good one. <laughs> okay. So point number four, our strongest agents are hyper aware of their own market conditions. This one's really important. We call this facting. They study what's selling, what's not, and what are the hot price ranges and where are the hot zip codes. They know where the new construction is being built and they know what's happening with mortgages. They're not hiding out, waiting for the market to come back, waiting for the market to lift them up. They're not waiting. They are hyper aware of what's actually going on in their market and they are taking what the market is giving them. We did a podcast last week about that. We did. I remember where we got, how we got on that. Uh, it's because start with, uh, again, let me make this a real simple thing sure. and we won't get on our soapbox again. We'll see. I mean, Julie and I are like ultra nerds when it comes to coaching yeah. real estate agents. So sometimes you guys just have to like, you know, here Come they go again. for the ride. <laughs> All right. So um, monitor, ask yourself the question, how do I feel? And if you like the way you feel, if you're feeling positive and motivated and excited, which hopefully you are listening to this podcast, and you want to enhance that, strengthen that, then right now tell yourself and think about three things or one thing that you're really uh, totally grateful for. And it can be, again, don't like overly analyze what you're grateful for. You know what you're grateful for. It could just be the cup of coffee in your hand. It could be the car you're on. It could be, the, it could be your wife, your dog. It doesn't matter. Just find something and think about the feeling and, and allow those feelings of gratitude to sort of take over. And you'll feel, and I, I promise you guys, this is what you'll experience. So you will actually feel a sense, and it always happens throughout midsection on your torso, of warmth. And I don't know, again, why, and I'm not going to hit you guys with a woo-woo stick here, but you're going to feel a sense of warmth, and that's gratitude that's taking over really, you know, a very core part of your body, right? I know, again, Julie and I have studied the Kundalini. We have studied all the mindset stuff. We've studied all this stuff. So I know there's a lot of woo-woo people that would give us a long, complicated answer with a lot of uh, ancient what words. What color your chakra is. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But just for the sake of keeping it practical and tactical, or tactical, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So this, this is the thing. Now, if you are doing that and you don't like, okay, so let's say you're monitoring your internal, uh, you know, your, your feeling, and you don't like the way you're feeling right now, Go again, Trigger uh, that feeling of gratitude. Oh, I'm not going to feel gratitude. I want, I want to be pissed off. Well, keep working on it. Find something you're grateful for. And then what you're going to discover is you can always change your emotional state whenever you choose to change your emotional state. People will not be able to have the same level of control. And if something slips by you, if somebody triggers you to feel or think or act in a certain way, uh, don't beat yourself up about it. Kind of laugh at it. And then, again, get in alignment with that sense of gratitude Flip that switch, and then you'll be operating on a higher plane. The better, the, the more frequently you practice this by monitoring how you actually feel, the more powerful you'll become, and the less susceptible you will be to all the people out there that are trying to manipulate you. That's right. So point number five, our most powerful agents are very proactive in their lead generation. Some of you guys aren't going to like hearing this, but it is true. They're super proactive in their lead generation, having more conversations with more prospects. They're not reliant on lucking into repeat and referral business, and they're not addicted to buying leads. They're working with multiple sources of business at once. 
They're working to be proactive. That's a very common thing about agents that are on track or ahead right now. If the you want to know why or how somebody's uh, agents, some agents are making a killing this year while others are struggling, it's because they're having more conversations. Converse, a conversation is a you know voice to voice with a decision making adult about, about buying, real estate. <laughs> about real estate. It's not uh, how many emails did you send. It's not how many videos did you make. It's actual conversations. The passive stuff. The, uh, all the social media stuff and the marketing stuff and the branding stuff does have a place in your real estate business, but it's not what you should lead with because the stuff does not work consistently and does not work fast enough to actually generate transactions compared to having direct conversations with folks. Even the most ardent branding, you know, self-described guru cannot argue with that point nope. because nothing will ever be, and this is the reason the AI and all the rest of it will never replace agents, right? Nothing will ever be direct, belly-to-belly, face-to-face, voice-to-voice communication with another human about buying or selling real estate. You will always have a job. That's right. Now, number six is definitely a mindset point. They are aware that when they're, they're feeling out of control, they will subconsciously look for things to control. Now, this one is going to hit home for some of you when you realize it. This sometimes manifests in things like overeating, substance abuse, or wrecking relationships. That gives them a feeling of control, but it's destructive. Now, powerful agents and people are introspective before they make those mistakes. They recognize their own early warning signs as the trigger to the bad behavior, and then they take a step back, they take a breath, before causing more drama to themselves, to their prospects, clients, or family. It goes back to the manifesting of the sense of gratitude. So if you find yourself, again, in a negative way, um, you know, this is the way to trigger yourself out of it because what Julie just said is true. And we can talk about that forever, but the call will, or podcast will turn negative. But really, at the end of the day, a lot of people will suffer from um, ups and downs in their lives, ups and downs in their finances, ups and downs in their personal relationships and their health and everything else. Why are they doing that? Because people will, and I'll just use, you know, a Freudian word, subconsciously, they will actually cause themselves to go in a mode of uh, Mm self-destruction just so they can have a sense of control over something. And that happens most, like, for example, drug and alcohol abuse, Uh, you know, having problems with your, your spouse, having problems with any, all those things. People will create problems just so they can have a sense of control. And they do that when they're feeling the most out of control. We have to tell the astronaut story. Yes. Okay, so there was a great book, and it's asked, what is it, you remember? The Astronaut's, Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth. Okay, very good, Julie Harris. I'll think of his name in a second. Okay, so it, I'll just... Ha, was it Hal Elrod? Oh, no. This, this, was just a, this was just part of his story. He was talking about the fact that... Chris Hadfield. Got oh, it. All right. Wow. Sorry. I you, had to dig it out. Uh, level, <laughs> 10, level 10 nerd knowledge. Don't tell Zoe. Oh, I won't. <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. All right. Um, again, this is only a little, maybe not even a whole chapter in the book, but it was fascinating. Um, astronauts, right? When and this was uh, Canadian, um, you know, yeah. whatever their version of NASA is. So when they were, uh, he was going, he wanted to become an astronaut. Now, to become an astronaut, you have to pretty much have been the best of the best your entire life. You were taller. To even be considered. Right, exactly. I mean, you probably were taller, better looking, smarter, always got straight A's, always won the spelling B's. Know how to fly some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then you probably went in the military and you were a fighter pilot. You are, without a doubt, the best that you're, you know, in Canada or anywhere that your society has to offer. You are peak human. Peak human. Okay. And you probably never have had to compete, honestly. You probably your entire life were the, you know, shoe in for the, you know, 
number one picked athlete, the high school prom king or queen or the whole thing. Your entire life has been, and you didn't know it, but your entire life has been pretty much a red carpet ride from birth Mm -hmm. because you had a lot of inherent advantages. And and let's just assume you also worked your ass off, right? Now, you all of a sudden find yourself in a room full of other people that are just like you, who you've never, ever actually tripped over people just like you. You thought you were special. You thought you were some sort of, you know, unmasked superhero. Now, all of a sudden, you're competing with a bunch of other people that are operating and have operated their entire lives at least at the same level as you. And they all want what you want is to be an astronaut, and there's a room full of, say, 20 of them, and only three of you can be chosen to be astronauts. This is what essentially is a passage in his book. All right, so what did they, and this was very fascinating. So he said what he saw was during the astronaut training, you know, whatever it was, right? It was a long process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, uh, it was mostly men and some women, but most of the, you know, the, they were mostly married. Mm-hmm. And he said, I believe, he said, it was him and maybe one other man who didn't wreck their marriages Yes. as a result of being an astronaut. Under that kind of stress. Right. Yeah. And so now what happened? Okay. Mm-hmm. What happened was for the first times ever in their lives, they were feeling a sense of lack of control. They were not just, it wasn't easy. Everything was hard, harder than they've ever experienced before. Lack of control, lack of control. See how it can happen in a bad economy too? And so what did they do? What can I control? Subconsciously, they then started, uh, must be my wife's problem. I must have, or my husband's problem. Must have been, you know, that's something I can control. Then they started ruining their home lives. And again, he made the observation that basically all of them ended up getting divorced. And why was that? It was because they weren't monitoring what was actually going on in their heads. And they were allowing this environment to adversely affect their mindset, even though this was the best and the brightest humanity has to offer. Let's just assume that's true. They themselves weren't being self-aware, introspective enough to realize the damage that they're doing in their marriages, right? So a lot of people will do that, especially in times of stress and economic stress. Financial stress is what will cause most people to lead to what? Health problems, into problems with their marriages, as we've been saying, and all other, all these other types of things. You have to be monitoring that. Otherwise, you're going to take a solvable problem, which is headwinds in your housing, in your, you know, your real estate business, and you're then going to manifest it into manif- health problems, all these other Bunch problems. Bunch of other problems. They can ruin the rest of your life. So do yourself a favor, and those of you who have experienced that before, or maybe you you created that problem back you know, 15 years ago during the housing crash, and you're still licking your wounds, you need to forgive yourself. You need to not you know, just think that the, your best days are behind you, and you need to get back on the saddle. And again, forgive yourself, okay? Forgive yourself for having created that, you know, gone through that self-destruction phase uh, prior. Don't do it again. Next point. And when you get good at the point we just discussed in detail, that leads you to number seven, which is related. When you get there and you're one of those powerfully minded agents, you can be empathetic to the fact that other people, sometimes your clients, sometimes your family, sometimes your prospects don't have the mechanisms to adapt quickly to those same forced changes happening in the economy, their personal economy, their family lives, you know, their business lives. The agents that have this figured out forgive easily and quickly because they understand that others are stressed. They offer a positive light backed by facts and thoughtful solutions rather than jumping in the mosh pit of negativity or drama. I hear about this all the time from you guys doing, you know, your deals where, you know, you think that some cranky seller is all about hating on you. 
stop yourself for a second and wonder what in the world is going on in their lives that's creating the stress that gives you conflict. Stop making it about you. There's probably, they probably had a terrible time at work. Maybe they found out they got relocated to someplace they don't want to go. It, it's not about you. So the most professional agents that don't get all tied up in that and don't take everything personally, they know to take a breath and say, you know what? My job is to solve this person's problem. My job is to be the solution. Well, it goes talk back to them. But you're also touching on something uh, that we learned our first year in the business from our great broker, Rory, right? Mm -hmm. Show emotion without being emotional. Yep. And that's something else. It's very, very easy to make the mistake of absorbing other people's uh, emotions yes. and becoming negative yourself. And there's guys, you're going to trip over tragedies all the time in real estate. You know, people don't always buy or sell because they're moving For to fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's sad reasons, right? And if you allow those emotions of that prospective person to uh, become your emotions, again, you're not putting up a boundary. Uh, you will be ineffective. You won't be as, you know, you won't get your job done for them. And then you're going to start internalizing all their problems as your problems. It's a very easy mistake to make. Yeah. So you need to, you can show emotion by letting them know, show sincere compassion and empathy for them, but don't internalize those emotions or their life situation as yours. Otherwise you will make it yours. Yeah. Don't be a sponge. You know, sometimes you guys do this by trying to fix their problems with, like totally caving on your commission or something like that. And I always bring you back, look, that's their situation. You didn't cause that situation. You're supposed to be the solution. So be creative. We've done podcasts about, you know, other solutions when things go sideways. But the main thing is you cannot be a sponge because sponges eventually get full. And they get and they, saturated. They get saturated. And that's when you, you say, oh, I feel burned out. Or, yep. You know, the business is too hard. Real estate's too hard. The market's too tough. Well, no, you, you just have let down your filters and your own barriers. Instead of being a sponge, I, you know, I have a coaching client that says, zip, zip, I'm in my protective suit. Nothing's going to bother me today. So I'm on a call last week uh, with uh, someone in our EXP Realty group, and we're talking to um, Dan, of course. Mm, of course. And we're talking to Amanda, who is <laughs> mm -hmm. this really wonderful, very, very smart, very professional. I was very impressed with her um, broker. And she had a brokerage with less than 20 agents. And the one, the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons that she wanted to move over to EXP Realty mm -hmm. is because she loved the mentoring and the training and the helping of the, of the, the yeah, of the agents, mm -hmm. but she did not want to have to necessarily be there 24 seven, uh, Dr. Phil forward slash adult daycare role anymore. She didn't want that the anymore counselor. because yeah. she, then she could move over to EXP, bring her agents with her. And then in doing so the brokers at EXP, the staff at EXP, now that's their job to basically care and service of those agents. Mm -hmm. And she can just focus on what, and so I asked her, said like, what are the three things in your business that you love the most? And I, she didn't answer the question, but I, she was thinking about it. I could tell by looking at her uh, and the three things that she loved the most. And, and uh, I, again, didn't give an answer, but I said, I bet you what they're not are getting the phone calls in the middle of the night. I mm -hmm. bet you what they're not are getting the cranky, you know, buyer agents calling you because your listing agent agent didn't return all these other things. None of those things drama. are going to show up in your life anymore because when you move your team or your brokerage, in her case, over to XP Realty, you get to focus on what you love the most. And by the way, if you guys many of you should be on your way to uh, seriously considering eXp Realty. Of course, Julie and I would love the opportunity to be your eXp Realty sponsor. There's two paths you can follow. You can just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. 
Um, or you can uh, text the letters EXP to 47372. Text the letters EXP to 47372, and we'll text you back a link. But also in the show description, there's a, a direct link, and you can go and learn about why literally thousands of agents are joining with our EXP Realty Group every single year. So the, again, show description, link directly to learn more about EXP Realty and uh, joining with Julie and I at EXP Realty. It is in your show description below. And remember when texting, if you do text EXP to 47372, message and data rates may apply. Point number nine? Eight. eight. Point number okay. eight, because they're rooted in a mindset of service, they're genuinely excited and appreciative of the opportunities in the market. They're focused on the many people who genuinely need help, and they're there to be of service. That gets back to take what the market is willing to give you right now and do a really killer job for them. But by the way, that being of service mindset mm -hmm. is not something that people come to naturally a lot of times. No, that's true. Especially when they're really new and they're desperate for money. Mm -hmm. But the, you will come to that because ultimately the achievement of selling homes is a very superficial, uh, it doesn't, it does, that emotional state is not lasting. What will be lasting is when you're realizing that your highest and truest purpose in this planet is to be of service to other people. The people that you're choosing to be of service to are your real estate buyers and sellers. So just remember, especially new agents, I told you that, the achievement, the awards, the accolades, the congratulations, uh, congratulations you did this, that, and the other thing, those are short bursts of, I think, uh, exuberance. Mm -hmm. The long-term, everlasting feeling of accomplishment comes from being in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people. Point number nine. Point number nine, they know that knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. Thus, they are constantly increasing their skill set so they can increase their confidence. They're seeking out new ways to be able to help more people in a variety of circumstances. An example of this is knowing how to explain different types of mortgage loan programs to get the interest rates down and make the payment more attractive. If you don't know how to do that, because if we're being honest, you haven't had to know how to do that until things changed, then that's a place to fix your education. Another example of that, and we did entire podcast series on this, was getting better at pricing. Pricing matters now, markets shifting, Take an appraisal class. Get better at your pricing strategies. Past podcasts, guys, those are your go-to source of information when you're ready to go. But podcasts are, you know, we do our best. Just but a they're, drop in the bucket. They're drop in the bucket. This is training at best. And we have to go fast because we have a lot of points. And damn, Julie, 10 points, that's a lot in 30 minutes, but we're almost done. I know, but here's the thing with number 10, okay? There's a big difference about agents that are involved in premier coaching and they can actively, and there are, I can tell you who they are because they go, they're not just like, joining Premier Coaching, they are getting overwhelming value. They're from members, the, they become the, members of the community. Yes, they're getting overwhelming value from the daily semi-private coaching sessions, from all of the material, all of the scripts. They're not just like sampling or dabbling. The most powerful agents are there. It's almost like they're addicted to it. They're gobbling it up and they're using it. And because they're getting results from it, they go back and they go to the next level. That's right. And that's really at the end of the day, our highest and truest purpose is to be of service to all of you. So guys, that was 10 points. Good job on these notes, Julie. Oh, thank you. Yes. Do you, so, so listeners, how do you feel? Do you guys feel motivated? Do you feel educated? Now it's time for you to get into action. Please keep things simple. And in times like this, and economies like this, frankly, and markets like this, it's better to focus on fewer things. So yes. if you've got a big, that was one of the commitments Julie and I made uh, 12 months ago, basically. We said, we want to focus on fewer things. And then she made a list and I made a list. And then the overlapping things, <laughs> then that became a different list. And then we said, okay, these are the things that are left. What are the three things that we can both agree to? And she had some that were just for her and I had some that were just for me. 
Um, yeah, but then we nailed it down to three. I think we ended up with five things that we were going to focus on. And all the other things were on all the other lists. It wasn't that those things weren't important. It's just that we need to prioritize the things that will make the most impact on our ability to be a service to all of you. And I will suggest you guys do the same thing. And if you really want a shortcut to understanding why you will oftentimes feel frustrated and burned out, it's because you're overcomplicating your life with too many uh, you're not knowing what is important, what isn't important, especially when it comes to lead generation in your real estate business. Yep. So I ask you a question, listeners. If you were to have had five meaningful contacts, conversations today with decision-making adults about buying or selling real estate, how would you feel? Remember? How would you feel? You would feel empowered. You'd feel excited. You'd be like, I want to do that again. And then you will. And then we know numerically, the more conversations you have, especially when you use our scripts or conversation outlines, for those of you who are abhorrent to the word script, yes. <laughs> right? We know the outcome, the output of that will be opportunities mm -hmm. and you won't have to pay referral fees for that. And you will finally be in control. That's where your confidence comes from. You guys get it? Simplify. Don't overcomplicate. Simplify. So guys, thank you for keeping the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.